Hey, I'm Dave, and you're listening to another episode of Dying to Listen, a podcast presented by the Disc Golf Dyers Guild. We have yet another in-person dyer. There's a lot of Wisconsin dyers here, but we have Mason Maxwell from Midwest Dye Labs. Thank you for coming. Absolutely. Happy to be here, man. You know, um, I remember actually, I think I first met you at the disc bar when you were working there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and little did I know, you have um, some accolades and you're pretty good at more than just disc dying, too. <laughs> I need to get better at talking about it. <laughs> you're humble, which I like. That's great. Um, so, I guess you play a little disc golf. I've been known to dabble. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what got you into disc golf? Oh, I owe it all to my uh, judo instructor, my sensei, uh, Brad Walker. Uh, we were getting ready for a competition, you know, rigorous morning, uh, you know, getting mm. thrown hundreds of times, all that fun stuff. Uh, particularly hard day, like one of those days where it's like, I might throw up, maybe not. And uh, it's like, all right, for a cool down, I'm going to go to the park. If anybody wants to join me, try this disc golf thing out. Uh, you're welcome to join. And I said, you know, I've got an afternoon to kill. Why not? Let's give this a stab and, you know, a handful of throws, pretty bad, you know, of course. And then I had one splash and that was about it. Nice. So what year was that? That would have been 2015. Okay. And, uh, where was that? Sioux Falls, South Dakota, uh, specifically Tut Hill. Gotcha. That's awesome. Uh, what, so what made you, uh, continue disc golf? Uh, yeah, that, that hearing that noise, that, uh, chain splash, you know, just, it, it's pretty addicting pretty quick. It happens with a lot of us. Um, uh, some of us are still waiting on that first good shot, but yes, I, I know a friend who is, <laughs> <laughs> we all have one. And I, I just want to say that Anthony, it's going to come. You're going to, you're going to get that one. You'll be back. You, there's a reason that you'll be coming back. Yes. Uh, so wh what, what do you like about disc golf and what inspires you to, keep playing even though that's kind of the same question i asked but i'm just like uh, for me it's like a mental it, it's uh a perfect combination of uh mental acuity and physical prowess both like yeah. you're you're playing almost like a rubik's cube trying to solve i need to cut this direction at this time mm -hmm. in the woods with this amount of wind uh, i like the constant the factor that everything changes consistently you know you can play the same course 30 different times and have 30 different rounds, you know, maybe not some, you know, it's, you yeah. get better. It's not, it ends up being roughly about the same, but you know, some days, you know, the forehand looks a little better just on how the wind's pushing that you have to think about your shots and, uh, and then achieve like, uh, a mastery of the heavens, so to speak. <laughs> nice. So this is the part where you can potentially break. Um, I guess how successful have you been with playing disc golf? <sighs> uh, Rec State Champ of South Dakota, what up? <laughs> All right. 2018, uh, you know, I've played, I've played around, you know, in terms of accolades like that. I don't know. I've won some tournaments. I had like, a, it's gone down a bit since I, you know, jumped up in higher divisions, but I had something at like, it was like a 13% win average. So like, I've been, that's not too bad. Yeah. Um, Way better than me. So. Yeah. I, you know, I've won some leagues and stuff, you know, that. Not that that matters too much, but you know, like I like, I just like to play. I'm, I'm trying, you know, I'm, I'm competitive. Yes. But I just, I like throwing the coolest shot possible. <laughs> so like, that's a little bit extra. Like today I was out at the new Alpine Valley yeah. trying to make my bite work all day. Almost threw in, I think it was, it was either par four or five, but almost threw in for two either way with nice. the bite from a little nasty shot. Like that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do cool stuff rather than, you know, always 
Hey, who makes putts? Yeah. Yeah, that's for losers. <laughs> Big distance, bro. <laughs> yeah. Big distance and crazy lines. That's what I'm about. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, we're, you've done some traveling this summer and, and past, but where have you recently been? Yeah, I was out uh, in Emporia for a handful of months. Shout out, Dr. Chrissy. Thank you very much for uh, letting me stay with you being an amazing friend. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I was out in Emporia for the glass blown open and was looking at driving back and went, you know, I'm just going to be back down here in a month or two anyway for Dynamic Disc Open event. So I ended up staying out there, being taken care of by the Dynamic Disc family and uh, had a great time out there. Got to do a lot of a lot of playing in terms of tournaments. Excuse me. That's the uh, Coke Zero getting <laughs> me a little bit. Um, and yeah, I got to play tournaments and I got to meet a handful of, you know, what were they? The, the, the elite of pros. Um, I played, you know, I really re hang out with them. You know, it's a good time. Uh, sorry, sorry to spill the beans, but Calvin, you know, I still got um, a, a better utility frisbee to toss catch thrower than you. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> yeah, he'll go, who is that guy? Like, I've never heard of him, knowing him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was a good, yeah, good time. I uh, played a lot of tournaments out in Kansas, had fun. And taught a handful of people how to die, which was really cool. Uh, awesome. You got, you know, if I was on top of my social media game, I already have that video out by now. But <laughs> yeah, that may be common. Then I was out at the the preserve. Yeah. Uh, went out for a wedding in Minneapolis and figured I'd just pop on over, say what up to some people. So nice, cool, awesome. So uh, that's pretty cool. Um, what got you into this time? Uh, same as how. Uh, just getting into it, you know, yeah. the sensei Walker, you know, he said he had had a couple of die discs and I was like, yo, that's pretty cool. He, he wasn't dying. He was just getting yeah. them. And I was like, you know, that's kind of a nifty idea. And I happened to like, there's an older blend at the time of trilogy white. Mm. And it, it's kind of, it was like the precursor to hybrid. And then hybrid came out around a little around that time. It was harder to get, but it felt so part it's so good mm. and milky opaque white. Yeah. Uh, like and you know how some of us are, we get very weird about our feels of our disc. And I, I, I lashed onto that, but being in South Dakota, there's a lot of snow. Mm -hmm. Like you're in ankle deep or knee deep snow as you're playing. Got to figure out how to do something. So I had to figure out how to touch up the rims, make it bright, so all my friends didn't hate me. Well, um, more yes, that's good <laughs> that you played in the snow because you somehow moved to Wisconsin, which there's still snow. Yeah, no, it's it's nicer. Really? It's yeah. Like these are my like I'm out there playing in shorts. Maybe I'm a little weird, but all right. Um, I know this is off topic from this thing, but when you do play in the snow, do you have like any ribbons or chalk or just not send anymore? It? Yeah, oh. yeah. You know, the, when I was when I was newer to the game, I would use the ribbons. I would you take a piece of duct tape, cut it in half, all that you know, splay it out, mm -hmm. all that fun stuff. Let it sit overnight though. That's the big thing a lot yeah. of people don't say is because if you put it on flat or fresh or on a cold disc, it's going to be off real quick. Yeah, but uh yeah no now i i know where my discs go i'm I'm good enough to know about where my discs go and have a, a decent enough eye that i can pick it out but that's after years of throwing so bad that mm -hmm. you know i'm like it has to be in this vicinity i've got honed that sense yes so you started dying your discs so you can find it better in the snow yeah awesome uh what was your first die that you've done first one that i did i did it was right as the catapult and destiny came out and there was there were some pretty sloppy spin dies i got my uh i got my uh it was an old 
I, I, I'm forgetting the name right now, but any like audiophile would be like, oh, that's a terrible record player. And it was it was particularly bad because when you're getting a new record player, you want a direct drive. You don't want a belt drive. A belt drive, it gives it this nice like hula luau thing going on. Yeah. So I actually learned on that for many years, like learning to just like ride that way, you know, yeah. like hit some like some Stevie B going like, no, no, no. Nice. No, no, no. Yeah, it's just going around. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, that was at the suggestion of Ryan Phillips. Oh, it's been great spin dyer and dyer in general. His name, I don't think he does it, hasn't done it in years. And I, in my opinion, you're literally one of the best of all time to ever die. We'd love to see you do some stuff again. I know you're killing it on pottery and painting, but come back and die some discs, Ryan. That would be awesome. Uh, what year? Do you remember what year you died that first? Time? It's been winter 2016. 2016. Yeah, probably around March would be my guess. It was right as the Destiny and Catapult came out. The Catapult was like black, green, and yellow because it had a green stamp, and then the Destiny was, I think, pretty solid blue. Hmm. You know, pretty pretty bare bones basics. Nice. Do you remember the dye that you used for that? Uh, worm dip. Okay. Oh, worm dip day one. Worm dip day since. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, you know, if it works for you, don't change. Yeah, I'm I'm fiercely loyal. There you go. So, spin dyeing is probably your signature style of what you do. Right. Have you done any other methods? Yeah, I've tried a lot of them. I, I just, you know, I'm I'm a dork about when it comes to waste. Yeah. You know, and, and it's not that there are people are getting better about, you know, means that they can recycle their means. But I, I'm just, you know, like... I have a little bit of a tree hugger mom and sister. So, yeah. like, when I, I see myself, like, I would pour, do shaving cream. And, you know, like, they look cool and all. But, like, when I see it all just going down the drain or trash, I'm just like, man. You know, and it's probably fine. You know, like, it's probably fine. But yeah. I just, yeah. I, there's some it just, it, it tickles my bones weird. Yeah, I mean, depending on how you die this, there can be ways. And there are ways to reuse things which are helpful. But, yeah, that's that uh, makes sense. Um what do you use to apply the dye to the disc when you spin dye? So I've always been uh, just straight up like blue box Q-tip guy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You know, whatever that blue Q-tip box is. Uh, I've recently gotten like I used to like to hit my fine lines. I would like <laughs> see, and I would, like seriously advocate. I'm like, no, guys, it's just as good as a brush, or just as good. Like you, you yeah. go like this, and you tease it out. You know, give her a nice like purple nurple until you get this nice <laughs> string. That you can get going, and it is a pain. It's a pain in the in the keister. So yes. they the new makeup brushes. I mm. mean, like I, whatever the cat eye craze is. I thank you all, you ladies. But like for the those cat eyes, those little like um, they look like middle middle kunai. Is, is that my right? You know those little poker like they come circular and then do a point. Mm-hmm. I forget my impractical karate weapon, but yeah, I, I don't know either. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's a, yeah, they, they come to a nice fine point. Mm-hmm. I've been using those lately. I have a couple brushes. If I'm laying down like fat black, like I, you know, it's a, I give her probably like half, no third of an inch, something like that. They're third of an inch and mm. horsehair. Nice. So have you tried any other dye like prochemic? Pro Chem or I dye mixtures? Yeah, I just I don't I don't like the saturation that it gives. Mm. Like it, it to me, it leaves colors feeling dull, uh, in my opinion. Uh, and they seem to tend to kind of fade quick. And mm. and I, it's just my observation, at least on spin dyes, they don't they don't have the same pop that a quick coat worm dip can present. And quick coat, like 
it's on instant. I don't have to fiddle. I'm yeah. not doing a science project. I know exactly what it is out the box. Mm-hmm. And you can create so many different colors just from mm-hmm. yeah from uh, through very many different means just with what what those pre pre bought mixes are. Yeah. And like I, what I'll do is I'll you know like. You know, like, all right, here's how you break it down. You get the court and then you break it into the four and then the four because, yeah, no, yeah, like you get your court yeah. and they go into the small little pints. Uh, it does about three and a half of them of those. I think they're eight ounce little eight, eight or so. Yeah. Eight inch bottles, eight ounce, four, four, right? four ounce bottle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, who knows numbers, man. I, I, <laughs> I eyeball everything. <laughs> that works. Yeah. Yeah. So like you. Yeah, you can. There's a lot of different means that you can use to get your colors out of that. You can um, use reuse old Q-tips. That's one that not a lot of people do. You know, mm. that's partial from you know that that bleeding heart. You know, bleeding heart is what can. But you can mix different colors based on your Q-tip, or you know, after you're done with the blue, leave that reserve. Then you hit it in the pink. It'll give you a nice little color. Versus, it'll be different than if you mm. pour your blues and pinks together to create a purple. Mm-hmm. Like you, there's many between those two means. Um, and then also just straight up like shading layers, mm. like, and the blending of gradients, you can create so many different colors and, you know, that it's like, I feel like I haven't even explored all those combinations yet mm-hmm. to before I would go out and do elsewhere. That's why I kind of leave, I'm trying to leave no stone unturned there first and then spend time before even tackling other stuff too rigorously. No, that makes sense. So when you... I'm curious the methods for mixing the dye. So you do the Q-tip. That's very interesting, uh, very unique. You do the uh, overlapping and shading. But when you actually mix the liquid, yeah, like do you just put it in another container or do you have like a pallet or something or how do you? Right, you can buy either buy the bottles or like I've I've just done. I, I've done it a lot over the yes. years, so I ha- I'm and it's somewhat of a pack rat. So I feel like you open your closet, the bottles just keep falling out. You're not far off, <laughs> um, and like those, like yeah, you just so I'll take like an old blue, mm-hmm. and then I'll throw a little bit of one color, a little bit of blue, throw a little, a little another color, shake it up, see what it looks like. You know, have an old like uh, I, I like I have a a blank canvas that you know, like I try to mm-hmm. you know, like like a tournament blank canvas uh, stag that i'll use i'll just use like a nice little mm. nice little dye on it uh those are like as you know premium white opaque plastic that's that's what we want right yes. you know it doesn't matter what company but you know the premium plastic opaque white plastic mm-hmm. uh is king and yeah i'll just use a swatch and go okay it looks like it might maybe needs a little more blue needs a little more x y and z until you can get about what you want mm-hmm. and then in terms of saturation, you know, it's it's how many strokes, how many times it's spinning on as you're building that color out. So you can just you, a lot of times people they'll just heavy, yeah. heavy press, you know, like yeah. I, I assume I assume, you know, I'm not there watching you do it. But I, I from what I can gather that they're just kind of hard mm-hmm. hitting the pressure on there. And, it, it you know, it's a hard nuked color and mm-hmm. it's fine. You know, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. But you, you can if you let your brush evaporate a little bit and let that color build slowly. You can find a lot of unique shades in between yeah. and they will hold because that stuff, it dives into the plastic. Yeah. So when you have your custom mix, do you like do a, a bunch of it or do you just do like a tiny little bit? I, so I make uh, about a bottle's worth at a time. Do you like label it or do you just know that this is kind of the color? So I have one, I take a shot. I'm, I'm very scientific about it. 
uh, and I, I have like, it's like it, uh, it'll be like PP, PB, BBP, you know, like, yeah, it's, <laughs> you know, and those are, those are the parts. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I, they do look, I should get a better, I should lab, get a label maker. As long as you know what they are. <laughs> right. And sometimes that's a joy as I don't, and then I'll figure it out along the way. Yeah, I may not have a weapon, cool. but I'll keep running until I find one. There, there you go. Um, so obviously you know but quick coat warmed up is in wausau wisconsin yeah i heard that relatively recently and i i really? feel like i had known that like yeah. but it just forgotten but it felt like a new fact like you you know like you're like you know cow's got three stomachs They're like what really like <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> yeah of course yeah i knew that yeah and uh you don't get like the eight ounce bottles you get like the pints yeah or, uh they're or quarts i think yeah i think yeah the quarts yeah. the court you can get pints and quarts get the court you know if you're if you're serious about it at all, get a quart. It'll last you a long time. I mean, I can't remember the last time I actually ordered it because mm. I, I I was like, I or I'm gonna I'm gonna buy two quarts and I'm still chilling on something like the second quart like hasn't been cracked yet. And, nice. And when I do, I try to excuse me, um, I try to just take care of it and get them in the bottles right away mm. because like that. They're, there's just like a metal lid on top and like I've made the mistake early of really? buying that metal lid and maybe not closing it all the way I go there <laughs> and then I have like a nice can of nothing. And it's gone. Yeah. Well, shit. That's the problem with acetone. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't say problem, but something to be aware of acetone, especially for us ADHD folks. Shout out. What up, y'all? Um, <laughs> like I... I make it a point, like, so I'll, you know, I'll mill about, you know, I'll go wash a disc or something like that. And then, you know, somebody ticks you says, hey, I'm going to be a dress kit. Can you be there? I said 25 minutes, I'm running. Yeah. Like, run into my car right now. And then you come back and then your blue is like a third of what it was. Like, it, it, it does make it maybe a little more potent, arguably. But I, I don't know. I'm making that part of That's just to make myself feel good. Yes. But, like, I've, I've been making it a point to go back and make sure my lids are on once yeah. I'm done. It'd be nice if you just did that step right way but well i do that because i don't trust my uh flanges to not hit it right yeah that's that's the other part too is get a good spot away from you yes and one that like it's accessible but you're not gonna just yeah hit that like elbow on either and, and speaking of that have you had any kind of fail stories of anything oh yeah i have an old carpet in the garage that uh, had seen a couple reds get get splooshed up mm. It, it happens. Uh, I used to drink though too, so that, that I don't haven't since I quit drinking, which is good. All right, there so you it's go. been almost a little over three years since I've had a bad spill like that. But I mean, it looks like Carrie. Dude, like you spill right, you're just like all over, going like, "Why are they laughing at me?" <laughs> uh, red is also very potent. Yeah, red nukes is a nuker. Yeah. It, Do you have a favorite color of warm dip? It's a really good question that I've never thought of. I uh, blue or pink. Yeah, you can build a lot on either of those. Probably blue though, because it's the most versatile. Uh, and and underrated black. Yeah, black. Yeah. I don't think I've ever used black. Uh, quick quote. I think I've only used like maybe five or six colors. But I know there's some more that I wanted to get. But black's good. The only one to stay away from is uh, like the not watermelon green. The not water one melon green is basically yellow. Like it looks green, but when you apply it to a disc, it looks the same as the chartreuse yellow. Yeah. So that they're, I feel like they're identical and they just like, maybe like they did like one dropper of the blue in there. Yeah. Like they're like, they also have their mix. <laughs> I want to know what it is, but it's the same as the yellow. Yeah. Um, I'm also very curious to know what their medium is. Cause it's not complete acetone. I feel like it's a 
something. Oh yeah, it's definitely not complete acetone. Yeah. Uh, because like your acetone, like if you like, I, I I've scraped you know and gone like you know not paid attention to where my dye supply is at, and mm-hmm. at the the bottom of you know where it's evaporated, I'll throw a little acetone in there, and it's a lot more viscous or or a lot not no that's not the right word. It's thinner. Yeah. Substantially thinner if it's just acetone. They've mm. got something going on there in Wausau. Yes, it's the all paper mill water. <laughs> Let's go find them right yeah. now. Right. <laughs> Uh, so you think the the viscosity of worm dip is a little bit thicker? It's thicker. Really? Yeah. I yeah. guess I never noticed that like before. It, it's, yeah, I, I, I think so. I may, I may not be using the right word, but like it, you'll notice that it uh, like it's really splashy. Like if you shake it, like if it's just the acetone at the bottom, at mm-hmm. bottom of the bottle, it moves a lot freer than mm-hmm. it's not like this is thick by yeah. any means, but like you'll notice that it's a hmm. parts per whatever. Yeah. It seems less on the acetone. So do you think the quick quote worm dip takes faster or less than an acetone mixture or both the same? I, I think it takes faster than two, which is really? which, what's bizarre because the acetone wow. stuff, like I remember the last I had, time I had to do it, it was on the orange and the orange, like I was just sitting and like, hmm. like hanging out for a hot minute when it was just acetone. And like, you know, I'm not, I don't, I don't play mad scientists. Yeah. You know, I have labs in the thing, but I'm, you know, I'm not like, you know, like I, I'm probably not too good with fire, you know, like <laughs> like a fire and inflammable like that, you know, like that you would use if you're using something like ProCam, you know, yeah. hitting that up. Like, but I think, yeah, I, I think it takes the, the, whatever the worm dip is, it's magic, man. Hmm. Have you ever tried denatured alcohol? I have. Yeah, it's all right. I, it, uh, I don't think it penetrates as much. Yeah, it, I, it does take more time to do its thing. But like, but the what I'm getting at is it doesn't not only does it instant not instant take but like when you start to saturate and blend colors it doesn't seem to create the nice gradients that worm dip can like i think worm dip is king on that huh and that's kind of what i do so or push so and uh what is your favorite plastic to die on favorite plastic to die on is the new supreme stuff really like the supreme and royal plastic Mm -hmm. it's money man like Mm. it can be you can have Whatever color you want, it doesn't even have to be white. Like I was talking with them, they're like, you know, get you know, get whites mm-hmm. before, and then I started trying and actually use. And they they were like, yeah, we're we're working on it. We know you guys want it. Um, and I just tried it on some of the tans and the beiges, and I'm hitting full rainbows on like the not like what to a dyer would be like. Yeah. Oh my god, that's the ugliest color. But like it sings, it soaks it up and sings and penetrates through all of it regardless of whatever it is like i've had some dark purples turn out great where i can get yellow in them like mm. it's it's it seems to like break the loss <laughs> of the color wheel this doesn't make sense it doesn't but it it takes do you know uh that plastic is relatively new do you know how yeah. much it fades compared to some other stuff uh decent i mean it does fade you know all, all dyes fade yeah but like i've had had stuff that was like a year old that was looking pretty solid and sharp still i got uh supreme emac truth over here if you want to take a peek at it just sure. to see how it saturates i'll be i'll grab it here yeah those are pretty stellar i got this from eric at the block party thank you eric nice that yeah. is i really really like the colors on this right it's, um almost like retro yeah that's that that's, I've, I've heard that described in my dyes a lot it's got a retro throwback feel yeah um yeah, I, I like it, and the, but this this plastic it, it absorbs like instantly, like it just seems to suck up color 
and it keeps taking. You know, I've I've seen some of what other people have done with ProChem on it with like your cell style dyes and shaving cream dyes and it absorbs that too great. Hmm. Like it, I, I can't sing its praises enough and it feels good too. Yeah, nice. It's invaded my bag. I used to be like an all, like I would say 95% West Side guy yeah. and now like it's slowly creeped in, you know, like every new mold that comes out in that plastic, it's slowly taking over in my bag. Nice. Um, so what is your favorite disc manufacturer to dye discs? I, I'm I'm on Team West Side. I've always been a West Side guy uh, since day. I wouldn't wouldn't say not quite day one, but probably like day 34 of playing disc golf. Like day 34, with Team West Side or West Side guy. Nice. And I found a originally it was a last 64 Claymore and a used bin. Then I found a Stag, and the rest is history. And at, at this point, you know, I'm I'm here for life. So nice. How uh, how did you get hooked up with them? I, I was a Team Trilogy guy for many years. There was a, another close friend of mine, mentor Mike Ahrens, uh, out in South Dakota. He was a Team Trilogy guy at the time. Uh, helped introduce me to, you know, really, you know, how to be as a human in disc golf. And not just as a player, but how do we interact with our community? What what type of values do we represent? Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was very, to me, very punk rock and, uh, you know, emphasis emphasize on taking care of each other and making it a positive impact so like that then like we ran a trilogy challenge to pay for the skid steer that put in two nine holes you know like so like without them i was like we're not having and we're in it is a town of sioux falls south dakota where we have one course and it was like mm-hmm. massively overpacked and this is 2015 mm-hmm. like you know like it, i can't imagine you know how so what some of it is out there when there were some damage on that those spencer tomar courses how how crowded that uh that course it would have been yeah um not to seem mean but sure. i'm surprised that that area was crowded with disc golf yeah listen south dakota we like being outside maybe you, there's nothing else to do nice. th- 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 i mean you're not far off you know i've been to sioux falls yeah it's a i mean it's yeah. a good town there you know solid art scene you know people are doing cool things out there um it on- honestly reminds me of the, the burbs in milwaukee like it's yeah. it's about the same Right on. So what inspires your dye creations and or like where do you just get your inspiration from? I like American traditional tattooing. Uh, lots of heavy blacks used to accent colors. I think that shows in a lot of my work. Um, yeah, black wasn't, uh, you know, at the time there were, there were people using black, but not like they were. It's like taking up a large portion of the disc. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that because it, it really encases the color. And as things fade over time, like even on some of these tattoos, like mm. it's still you can still see those colors come through because of what's bordered around it. Like if you leave, um, like if you like, I think it's like Art Nouveau style tattoos, you know, like where it's just there's hardly any thin lines of black. You, you know, like they look awesome when they're done at first, but, mm-hmm. you know. It disc golf and skin, you know, fade a little different, but like, so imagine a year or two down the line for a disc, five, 10 years down the line on skin, like those things are washed, hmm. like to the, the point of like, I don't even know what color that was. You know, that's a good analogy that I never thought of that tattooing and disc dyeing are the same because they all fade. They all fade. That's great. Well, you know, nothing's permanent in this yeah. world, unfortunately. So that's, you know, one of the, one of the great reminders. Yes. <laughs> So what is the hardest part of disc dyeing and what's the easiest part for you? Uh, uh, the hardest part of disc dyeing is making sure that I have enough nutrition to be still. <laughs> you know, 
but you know, I take care of myself physically and mentally yeah. so that I'm not shaky while I'm doing this. Cause when you're hitting those fine lines and you got a little bit of this, yes, uh, it gets a little daunting and that line becomes now becomes a thick line and then the disc <laughs> just changes altogether. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the easiest part is thinking about the easiest part is thinking about what people's faces are going to look like when they get it. Nice. You know, that's, that's my favorite part. It's like, that's the motivation right there. I've, I've always kind of hung local and, you know, in-person events rather than online. I'm bridging into that a little bit more, but I've always liked to see people in their eyes light up. That's yeah. my favorite part. No, it is cool. It's like a, a kid on Christmas seeing that their disc is like, oh my God, this is so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's awesome. Well, can you explain a little bit about your process of how you actually spin die a disc? Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm, and it was pointed out to me that this is a skill in and of itself. I know you have a very fancy rig yes. and I would encourage anybody who's new to starting out, just get the rig. Mm -hmm. Like I've done this tens of thousands of times at this point to where I can hit it. Like I, I never thought of it as like a skill, you yes. know, but like I, what I'm looking for is I'm, when I'm centering a disc is I'll have it roughly in the center mm -hmm. and I'm looking to make sure that it looks like it's spinning in absolute place. Mm -hmm. Like I'm looking at the edges or if there's a reference mark, uh, mark on the, the disc itself, if there's like, say, like a circular part of the stamp, that it doesn't look like it's warbling off center in any regard. Mm -hmm. And so as it reaches its apex, you know, as it's going like this, you'll notice there's a slight like little jet as the top of it flares. I'll just take it ever so slightly like we're talking the minutest of and i'll i'll use my pinkies on the record payer slot like i'm not start stopping because that can even mm. set like that can even throw it off yeah. without your jig so i'll i'll just i'll let my pinkies slide on the sides and i'll get a nice like and then i'll as i see that apex flare i'll just hit just like the lightest tap with my fingers mm. and then let then i'll let i'll slowly release my fingers, let it spin again. Mm -hmm. And until I'll do it until it, I, it, it goes right. Sometimes, you know, it, it, I'll be there a minute. Sometimes I get it like first one or two. Uh, Madison Walker was the one who she was like, Oh my God, like, I don't think you understand that this is, <laughs> this is incredible. You know, nice. like that of just going like that. Yeah. But yeah. Get, get the jig. Like, okay. Disclaimer. The jig does not center the disc. Oh, okay. You still have to center it. The main point of the jig is to lift it up above the pin. You don't have the pin. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, Wait, the pin? Well, you know, the little center pin on yeah, the record yeah, player? Yeah. You cut yours off, right? No, no, no. I keep my pin. Really? Yeah. I, I Yeah, I just leave it on there. Oh, how, how do you do bottom spins or do you not do them? So I do bottom spins by, I have an old heart, like it's right next to my oh. old stag. And so I have an old like BT medium heart. And that thing's, that thing's seen color uh, coming up on, not, or not quite a decade yet, but like it's been there real early. Uh, it's got some nice, unique color splotches and, and mashes on it. Then I'll, I'll throw it upside down and then I'll take like a, a relatively fresh bottle of worm dip and I'll anchor it in the center because if it doesn't have that anchor in the center, then mm -hmm. it will wobble. So, and then I do the same thing. I center that center of that harp disc. Usually throw the second one on top. It's pretty dang close. Another little mm -hmm. quick fondle and it's good to go. You like fondling your discs. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, regardless, I'll give you the, the rig to see if you even want to use it or like it. I'd um, love to test it out. Yeah, no problem. Um, 
But yes, continue on your process. Yeah, so uh, after we've got it centered, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to open. I only try to keep one color open at a time. As you said earlier, we're trying to stop these accidents. Yes. Like, I can't imagine an angry spouse or <laughs> landlord, you know, raining down on, raining down on me. Uh, so, yeah, just be careful. Be when you get into this time, be careful. You might get murdered. <laughs> right. Uh, are you in an apartment right now? No, no, okay. no. I got. I'm in like a basement setup. So like I can I can get messy, but mm -hmm. I try still try to like keep it. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it together. Gotcha. Yeah, so I, I, after we're centered uh, and using one at a time, I'm going to take a Q-tip. I'll dip her right in there, give her a little air out here. You know, not not too aggressive. You might accidentally splatter on your disc. Mm -hmm. That can be its own thing, too. You can hit it like the Salt Bay style going <laughs> up here. Get some nice nice splatters going. Um, but at the same time, you know, yeah, we'll... what we're trying not to do is oversaturate a brush. When you drop it down, it'll create splashes that yeah. you can see uh, in the plastic and i think that's one of the characteristics you can see somebody who spun spin died for a while versus just starting out and it's not knocking mm -hmm. you know because we all start somewhere but you'll you'll find that as as you go along mm -hmm. you know the the best I, advice i had ever got uh from from ryan starting out and it's the only person i've ever really talked to about spin dies in that capacity is you know uh use worm dip uh, and figure it out. Figure it out and have fun. But you know, a, a light brush will will take you far. Yeah. You know, you can always go. You can always add more. You can't. Un there's no undo button on spin dies. Yes, the dying in general is like once it's there, it's there. It's there. And the one of the other reasons I encourage you to explore and to try it is because some of the better things that I've ever come up with are the result of mistakes. Mm. Every and every new technique or every extension or an application has been the result of. Here is a glaring error that I'm trying to hide. <laughs> That's really what just dying is, is just hiding your mistakes. Right. There's nothing really pretty. It's just I'm trying to, to cover up what a failure that I am. <laughs> Everyone's like, wow, this looks so good. Yeah. <laughs> you should have seen it before. Yes. So um, every disc is a Kardashian. <laughs> great. <laughs> um, are there specific colors that you like to lay down first? Uh, light to dark. Yeah. Light to dark. Yeah, but at the same time, there's no, you know, those rules can change too because the darks will influence what uh, what your color expression is, what you're trying to go for on a particular disc. Mm -hmm. uh, I try to have some semblance of balance, um, uh, not only in uh, degrees of lines, uh, and but also color as well. From dark darks on the edges, lights towards the center. Yeah. Um, and whatever, uh, you can do whatever expression of that in many different ways throughout the disc, but I think a good spin die shows balance. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, so what other things have you done to spice up your spin dies? To spice up my spin dies? Uh, I'll throw on a pretty good playlist. It's like rhythm is a dancer, <laughs> rhythm of the night. There's a lot of rhythm going on. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it's, I'm pretty, ba you know, like there's... It'd be the Q-tips mm -hmm. that I talked about earlier, using different Q-tips. Um, and just, yeah, with that worm dip, like you can, it, it, why, like I need to stop saying for a simple spin dies because that, there's nothing further than the truth when you say a simple spin. Even when it's a, a quote, simple spin and expression, and there's a lot of effort and work and control that goes into it. Um, I prefer a, and let's, let's coin this term right now, it, a, uh, 
I'm not that fast today. <laughs> well, I'll keep running until I find what word it is. But it, it's a superb spin. A superb. A sur- yeah. It's a supreme. A supreme. <laughs> yeah, it's, this is a supreme die. Yes. Um, yeah. No. I what I do to spice them up. Yeah. I. I, I th- use some black. Yeah. Yeah. Black's your friend. Don't be scared of it. So what do you do? I see on this one you have, I think, some masking. Yeah. What do you do for that? I'm a glue fella. Yeah? Yeah. A glue. You know, you can use vinyl too. I just, I i don't have the patience. You know, like it's not, the, I, 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 I do. But like one of the reasons that I started dying is it's, it's almost therapeutic for me. Like I, I've, my whole life, I've always been like gifted in some ways and lacking in others, as we all are. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, my, I was blessed with like macro macro level movements the micro is what i struggle with like mm-hmm. i remember I, I was in kindergarten and got like i went early i was like early at five but i almost got held like they're like he's social but this kid can't figure out scissors mm-hmm. like so like yeah like the the, the the small fine details and movements that's what i've always struggled with so it's something that i'm bad at so naturally i want to focus my whole life trying to rectify <laughs> that little error yeah, that, that's uh, you know, a good information because I would have never thought of that because spin dying, you need that fine motor skill. I'm tear, I'm abysmal. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, well, it definitely doesn't show on your spin dies. So thank you. Um, kudos for that. Um, for your glue masking, uh, how so you use like white Elmer's glue, right? White Elmer's. Yeah. You can use anything. You know, I've heard people using wood glue or clear glue. White Elmer's is cheap. Yeah. It's cheap. It's available. Um, I get like a fatty jug like that, mm-hmm. like that like I pour into my little bottles and my bottles take me far. And, yeah. you know, I don't, you know, you can use brushes, uh, guitar picks, old business cards like i don't know why they're business cards in disc golf but when i get them i always giggle a little bit and i'm like cool this is going directly into my supplies that i will never look at it again there you go uh but yeah yeah you can you can yeah go straight out the applicator or you can play with it um in various means i've used the back of my my brush too mm-hmm. you know to help create some you know streaks in there and yeah you can be and what the cool part about it is you can be as precise or non-precise as you want yeah i like the glue masking because it's um like very organic right um and you can definitely get some cool patterns in that and it, it like it, the the annoying part with it is waiting for it to dry right yeah i was so, gonna say how long do you let yours wait to dry i try to space it out in my work to where i don't like it depends uh there there's kind of there's a few different thoughts i I think the best thing you can do is just let it dry take the time do it before you go to bed Mm -hmm. wake up in the morning hit it then then you know if you're doing multiple glue mask layers you can go that go to work do go play around do whatever do what thou will and then uh get back to it but there's you can use a heat lamp that a lot of people use for your Cell dyes, that's what they're called. Yes. You have the cells or your lotions. You can use those. If you have those at home, that'll help you dry it up pretty quick. Yeah, I've used a fan, which is really mixed results mm. because sometimes, especially on like if you're you're going for fine detailed glue lines, it won't hold all the way. So it'll actually rip up. Mm. And like if the the littlest bit rips up, like your design's off. Yeah. Like, you know, like you'll you'll see variance in there, mm-hmm. like as a result. So you either gotta I do a little bit of fine tuning surgery with an exacto knife and then pound over it. Mm-hmm. Um, or what is even then it's probably already too late. So, you know, like you burn that disc. Unfortunately it's a pay to play thing. Yeah. 
So, do you have a must-have accessory for this time? I mean, I have a good guess because it's basically all you do. Without it, you could not do it. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like this is a game of a uh, family feud, and I'm supposed to be like, you know, like it's the big one, and I'm like, what is can of tuna? Like, <laughs> like, like, no, record player, record player, record player for me. Uh, another is. I have a nice high back chair. I like being up over my disc rather than I let, I mean, I may get down, but I like having the ability to like arch and get over it. Like I don't want it too low. Like I keep my arm about, I like it where I'm about nipple level, you know, okay. like when I'm dying Yeah. and I come from the outside, hold it like a pencil and the lightest and like, and this is something I always do when I teach people. Can I see your hand real quick? What I'm trying to do is do you feel that mm -hmm. that's the level of pressure that i'm putting on yeah you know like the lightest little bit mm -hmm. like if you you can't feel that but if <laughs> it's, it's it's like a feather yeah like you're trying to tickle yourself yeah you're not like an ape trying to go <clears throat> right and <laughs> you can definitely tell and you know like and the, there are times to pound and there are times to be delicate yes um and you know like i you can go delicate all the way but at the same time like sometimes you can just get through that color you yeah. know, like uh, you'll, that's why I also say, figure it out, keep experimenting, keep playing because you'll know the difference in what time to use, which technique and yeah. which level of pressure. Have you noticed the different colors take, uh, faster or slower than each other? Yes. Red, pink. Those are, those are the heaters, yellow. Yeah. And you know, like they're different and they're different, um, vibration intensities mm -hmm. intensities is the way I, I would, I would frame it is because like red is almost instant and it like it nukes quick like you're gonna get that red but pink like it will take quick but you'll also like you'll get a lot of different richnesses blue mm -hmm. is the best example of that yeah. um that like you can go like if you're real light you can get like a light blue but if you can go dark you can it can get almost as dark as black not quite mm -hmm. but it, it'll push push that if you really go go to town on it um yellow is Yellow is a forgiving color yeah. and like there's a, an old video that it's really cool. You know, when I'm out on the road vending place, I've had people run up to me like, dude, thank you so much. You're the guy who like got me spin dying with awesome. that, with an old video that Ryan Miller yeah. did over at Caddy Disc Golf. Um, and people uh, respond to my description of yellow. I don't even remember it exactly, but it's like a softer, it's very soft. It's delicate. Yeah. It's forgiving. You, uh, you use yellow and a lot of the blending of colors. Um, but it, it, I mean, it's about what you get as well, but it's not like grabby the way that like, it doesn't just saturate the way that red does. Yeah. Uh, do you find any other colors like to streak more than others? Pink. Pink's. Pink's a dirty girl. It gets all over. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, I can redo that. <laughs> That's, uh, no, no right, we're, we're keeping right. it. We're, it's, it's in here. It's wrap. <laughs> no editing. Um, what? Do you have the same record player that you've always had or have you had multiple? No, I've had multiple. I had that belt drive for, yeah. I had a belt drive one for years and you're hitting yes. like a nice wiggle. I, like I was, that's uh, when I told somebody that like, I'm actually impressed that you've gotten to progress this far yeah. with just that. Get a direct drive. It's an investment, but if you want to do something, you got to have the right tools. That's, yeah. you know, that's what it comes down to. A direct drive means that it spins on a level plane. There's going to be no wobble. Mm -hmm. um, um, and, uh, it's not Kohler. That's the toilet. Yeah. Kroger. No, that's the grocery store. <laughs> um, 
I'm out of K's. I can't think of any uh, record players that start with a K for manufacturer. Uh, R, maybe? Is it like a local company? No. No. Ca- no. It's not cause. That's no. headphones. No. No. All right. No, they're... But they're these, these are abysmal. Like they, if like you put like the ones that I, even yeah it'd be like that's record scratch city on the mm-hmm. old one. Get a direct drive though. Get direct drive is important, and it's you'll end up if you get serious about it you'll end up buying one anyway. So you might as well just pay the hundred two hundred bucks off the jump. Mm-hmm. Um, you you can you know do other rigs. I've heard of people using uh, box fans and pottery wheels and stuff like that. But like. I don't like those because you don't get the level of control that you get with a record player. I can control the level of spin with my, my pinky. I can dampen. Mm-hmm. I can, I can, without having to readjust every single time. So mm-hmm. like it'll, like you can, you can slow down, see it, you know, start, you know, start, stop. Cause that's how I tell what level of color saturation I want. You know, it's mm-hmm. a nice slowdown. You can get a rough estimate as you're looking at it, but it's those, this letting those pinkies drag. Yes. Yeah. Well, besides fondling the discs, you like to fondle the record player. I yeah. <laughs> I don't fondle. Yes. No, that's interesting that you use your fingers to slow it down. Yeah. If, I, you, if you need to. Yeah. Or it's, stop. It makes just a nice little yeah. noise and yeah, let it let it you know let let it go. There you go. So if you had to start disc dying, is there anything you'd do differently, knowing what you know now? Like if you had to start over, quit. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you're not the first person to say that. Right, yeah. It's a, it's a, one of those, like, the old, I'm going to butcher it, but it's a, it's a Nietzsche line about, like, a Germanic fairy tale of a king catches a leprechaun-ish figure and is like, how do I live a life, you know, like, a, a good life? Mm-hmm. And it's a, to have never been born or to die early. And it's just the unfortunate truth. Right on. Well, I mean, you like doing this dying, so. Yeah, yeah, I, I shouldn't make it so <laughs> dramatic so yeah this is my pain my, <laughs> yeah no i hand gestures but um like yeah uh, it, it's a good time yeah i would say i i don't know if what i would do differently you know I, i've always been like i wanted to i, I always recommend people pick a style or maybe two but stick with one for a while yeah. like really figure that out know the ins and outs outs of it before you go elsewhere like I, I like spin dies. I, I've been spin dying from the from the beginning, and like I just nothing. I have zero interest in doing like football team logos or yeah. like hentai or whatever you kids are putting on this <laughs> these days. I just you know like I like a nice simple clean rainbow. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, have you done or tried lollipops? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're different. Um, I'm okay at them. I'm by no means good at them it's just something that i don't i don't i i i haven't done a lot of experiment with um i'll use that thumb as my 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 pinky as my drag again Mm -hmm. and just kind of like let it go i've heard of people using dimmer switches and that kind of stuff but i for the level that i would like to be good at them i don't do that. you know what i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't put it out there as like hey i'm happy with this <laughs> you, know, and you can tell a difference yeah and so there's still things that i don't know about the record player yet and that's why it's like 
find your avenue and run it to the ground because you'll learn something that I don't know. Mm -hmm. And versus like, if you just go off, you know, tutorials all the time, you're going to know what other people know, but you're going to limit yourself because you're going to think what that is. You haven't even explored those, that area yet. So, you know, keep running with it, keep trying new things and, you know, you'll, I guarantee someone will come along. Like it's inevitable. Somebody comes along and comes out with some new dope technique or idea that nobody had thought of yet. So, you know, just keep, keep running. Yeah. Experimentation is, uh, I feel like a very big thing. Um, one for your learning to learn stuff and, uh, you might come up with a new technique or something. Right. And that's the, to rob somebody of that joy. <laughs> like, like that's the, you know, like that's, that's what it's a, to me, like that's the most fulfilling thing mm -hmm. is like, having an error force me to try something new and having it work out. Like there's nothing sweeter than that. Yes. Um, so how long does it take you to spin die a disc? Depends on what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, it can be shit. It can be, you can swear. You, all you right. Fucking fuck the fucking fuckers. Well, fuck them. <laughs> fucking a, sometimes it takes me about five minutes. Sometimes it takes me an hour. You know, it's mm -hmm. literally, you know, and that's just on the table time. Like I think a lot of people forget, like, Disc dyers, we are, if you're worth your salt, you're washing discs like a mug. Like you're, mm -hmm. you're, you know, an old mug that has copy stains and run. You're, you're really getting after it. Like there's labor and time involved and materials involved outside of the direct dye process. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's sometimes washing it two, three, four, five times per disc itself. Um, and, so yeah, like it, direct eye time on the table, you know, I can do as short as five minutes or so. And, uh, you know, with, without excluding the glue dry times, you know, I can spend a good hour, hour and a half on a disc. Yeah. And that brings another question. You wash the disc before you die as well? I do. I wash before and after. The reason being is sometimes from the factory, they get a little crazy mm. on the, the silicone like removal or whatever, whatever uh, that they spray on the injection mold system itself that they can remove the disc easy. That's what those spots are on your disc. If it like there's, it looks like there's a little wash or a little dropout. And sometimes that's, you know, oil from your fingers from improperly handling it. Sometimes it's, that's just the leftover remainder. So it'll literally look like if you're doing a bed style dye, that's what that sometimes that white splotch is on there. It isn't that there's an air pocket. It's that that's yeah. a part of what's on the disc and you, you just got to take that extra time. Take that. I, some people use a magic eraser, uh, magic eraser beforehand. Don't go too crazy on some of the stamps. They will come off. Uh, I, I just use, you know, if it's good enough for ducks, it's good. Like it's good <laughs> enough for me. I use that Don just so baby, just a little bit of elbow grease and a little bit of love and an old, uh, bottle of hand sanitizer or not hand sanitizer, but water gotcha. hand soap. That's yeah. So just soap in your hand to use like a, like a towel washcloth. I, I have an old towel. It's just as trusty as my old heart. Like that <laughs> towel is, it's seen some things. So when you start disc dying, you need a towel. Yeah. You're going to need a towel. <laughs> yes. You can never forget a towel. Um, and after you're done disc dying, you do the same process. I same process over, especially, you know, like you got, you got to blues leave a residue with worm dip. Blues can leave like a little white filmy residue afterwards. If you don't wash it, hmm. um, especially if you get into the heavy saturated element and you, you'll think you have it, wash it again, wash it two, three times, you mm -hmm. know, afterwards red. Like if you don't wash it, like it'll, it can go on to, on to other colors in your discs and bag. People get upset. You know, yes. like I'm not trying, you know, that was an early lesson. I'm sorry, <laughs> Rob. Um, like I didn't, 
mean to ink that out. I didn't know. This, yeah. They didn't have this back in 2016. Unintentional dying another disc. Right. Yeah. And, you know, like I just say, like, you got to pay me for that disc, too. But, like, <laughs> no. Uh, it, yeah. You, you got to wash it off. You'll see the residue. You'll see the excess just go off down the drain. Um, that just, you know, just part of it. Pinks, reds are noticeable. You'll, you'll see that in the variation of the color. The blues you want, but you'll see the residue. Yellow, I mean, a yellow is so good that, like, it's, it treats you right. Like, you're like, I'm sure you could just throw yellow and it's good, but I still wash it. Yeah. You still wash it. A little bit of water, a little bit of soap, a little bit of hot water. Life's good. Have you noticed any, like, when you're rinsing it, the dye bleeding to other places that you didn't want it to bleed? Yeah. So, if you, if you, you, you got to make sure if you got, like, a white sink, you go in after and make sure that, like, because if you will leave it there, like, the little bit of pink might stay in your sink and, you know, like, it might, you know. It, depending where you live and who you live with, you, that could be a huge fight. <laughs> and I'm not telling you how to live your life, but I like a life of tranquility. So I always make sure that I take a good yeah. uh, toilet paper around the edges or extra splashes of water. A couple of these, you know, yeah. don't be an animal. Get those beard hairs out of the sink. You know, like all those uh, things that I'm sure we've each heard at some point in our lives. Yes. <laughs> so I guess I wasn't saying that specifically, but on the disc, have oh. you noticed? Oh, no. No? No. Like, you're doing it so quick yeah. that it, it comes off. Like, uh, it's different than, you know, like, if you're using something like lotion or, like, a glue or something that might, you know, like, mm. leach and have the ability to hang on. When it's water, it just rolls off pretty quick. And, you know, if you, I mean, I'm sure if you sat, let it sit there for a long time, it mm. might. But, like, that's like uh, I, I started to wash a disc. I decided I was hungry. I made a chicken <laughs> pot pie from scratch. <laughs> and enjoyed said chicken pot pie and went oh man i forgot about that disc i gotta go wash it like that might you might do it that would be i think about what it would take yeah would be my guess okay well don't make food while you're in the middle of dying it's i mean you get the grease up on it like that's what i'm saying like you can't <laughs> you, you munch before you munch after mm -hmm. uh but be sure to munch yeah you need you need your substance you, you got to and like that's one of the things i really you know i try like i find you know and it's I don't know. I'm, I'm dumb. And I read something about Mark Twain once where he had his greatest ideas, like just waking up from, from sleep. Like mm -hmm. he would hold stuff in his hand and let it fall down. And the noise he'd be like, oh, shit, here's gravity. I know that's Newton. But you, you yeah. get what I'm saying. Like he would have his grand breakthroughs mm -hmm. in that liminal space between waking life and sleep. And so I, I try to when I wake up, you know, like even before I go like drink a cup of water or coffee, I'll go knock out a die. You know, just to, and sometimes it turns out great, and so, and I like some of my more creative ones that they feel like they're they're coming from that time frame before that first cup of coffee. That is a very interesting uh, way of doing it in perspective. That I, I guess you're like you're not fully awake, and you're just kind of um, muscle memory in a way, and you just do whatever you do. Right. Yeah. And like I, you know, a lot of times I just let the disc take me, you yeah. know, as corny as that sounds, oh, I just let the disc take me. Yeah. Uh, but like, I'll, you know, I'll go off the stamp colors and you know, it just tells me, you know, like this one's, mm -hmm. this one's going to have a lot of blue, green, yellow in it. This one's going to be black and red and white, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it, the disc will tell you what it needs more than often than not. Yeah. And speaking of stamps, do you ever wipe your stamps? Occasionally. Yeah. Just uh, acetone and water. Uh, have a stream of water so that it doesn't streak. Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit of acetone. Uh, used, 
I use Q-tips or not Q-tips, uh, cotton balls forever. Some people don't like them because they can get a little scuffy, you know. But the this is one from my friend Dr. Chris. She used a just straight up paper towel, and it yeah. was awesome. And I was like, I was surprised at how good it was. You know, I was like, mm-hmm. wouldn't that scratch it up more than a cotton ball? No, not surprisingly, not. And it knocks it out quick. Yeah, just don't be an animal and like scrub the hell out of it. Yeah, yeah I, somewhat I, gentle, but right. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. Exactly. It's you got to hit it with a little more than this, but not like <laughs> trying to like mush a bug. Not a knuckle in your sternum. No, that's <laughs> no, not your like older brother or little sister you're trying to get from the back of the SUV or whatever. Um, do you typically do just like the edges of the disc, or or and or the full flight plate of the disc? I've done both. You know, I do. I I so the way I look at it personally, my my philosophy is that. I'm hesitant always to use the word art, you know, like I, I, I'm reluctant to don that label, uh, period. And what I'm trying to do is if anything, I'm just trying to create a picture frame for it. The disc is already the the art itself. You know, like uh, this was some Andy Warhol horse shit. Like it's as already perfect as it's, it's ready made self. So all I'm trying to do is create a frame on it. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's why I, I stick to that outside. That's, I mean, the, a nice, like, cute sounding theoretical answer why i'm lazy and don't glue everything but you know like i i, I can't you know i can i can do that too and have and it, it's fine and i enjoy it but like i i like seeing the ripples in the plastic i like seeing the variations if you have that kind of disc if it's you know just a plain white one then yeah absolutely knock it out but if you got those like milky striations and all that fun stuff like in in the supreme plastic like why would i want to n- cover up like this, this isn't even the most intense variant of it, but yeah, like there's a nice little biohazard thing going on in here. Uh, and I, I, again, I'm just trying to create that picture frame for an already great piece of art. Yeah, I think spin dyeing is a great framing for either the stamp that's on there or any other kind of dye that you do on there. It's always a, a good way to finish it or complete it. Um, when you do spin dye, over a stamp have you had any issues with the stamp coming off absolutely yeah I, because i use worm you can use denatured alcohol a little bit like yeah. if you're going that route but since i'm a worm dip guy like it is a it is a uh, like a, a thin thin red line yes. you know like it like it's yeah this is the nuclear option like it's gonna nuke your stamp and it's probably going to create a drag and make an ugly line Mm. and so like you gotta avoid stamps if you're using quick cut worm dip or any acetone based dye when you're spin dyeing or it has to be glued and protected or vinyled off whatever you know the world's your oyster on what you want to do to protect it you either avoid it or you make sure it's covered Mm -hmm. otherwise you're going to lose your stamp and affect you know the aesthetics of your disc yes you're gonna have a bad time you're gonna have a bad time (laughs) Uh, so you've been doing this for a while um have you had any weird commissions or any weird requests or not that's a really good question and or unique ones that kind of stood out to you there's one oh my god my my buddy i want to say micah He's based out of Aberdeen, South Dakota. He he had this like hippie band that he loved, and he was like, "I want an impressionistic die of this uh, of an album cover." And it was like some of like a, a waterfall going into space into the you know like the road. So I had that as like a as a guiding rubric. That was a pretty fun one. Again, I try to stay away from like 
that kind of stuff, you know, the stencils to that degree. Yeah. Uh, J- a, of, you know, I'm, I'm not Mr. Law and Mr. Copyright. Do whatever you want. Like, mm-hmm. have fun. But, like, I, I just I prefer to avoid headaches when I can. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I don't want to – I don't need <laughs> – I don't feel fulfilled doing, like, football teams and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's not the most fulfilling, like you say. But depending on what it is, it can pay the bills. Right. And that's exactly it. And that's going back to tattoo artists. So many, so many of them say, even people who are incredible. And, you know, like my friend Tim Jewell, he's like, hey, the first, you know, handful of years when I was starting out doing script and butterfly tattoos paid the bills. Like, don't knock them. Like, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. So do you do more commission work or do you kind of build up an inventory of stuff if you do sell stuff? I do both. Yeah. yeah, I can, I do both. I do a good deal of commission, and, and I keep some stock on hand. And yeah, I, I I try to keep a balance of both. Uh, commission's the way to go, I think, though. Yeah. You know, because then you don't have to have the overhead on hand, and then you know people get roughly what they want. You know, and I I I'm blessed enough to have done this long enough that I have people who've known who I am for a minute and have taken care of me, and I'm grateful for each and every one of you. And like they know what I do, and they don't they don't tell me what to do, and that's the best part is yeah. they go, I like what you do, and just I do just get, you. I get to have fun. Yeah, most of the time I turn them out something pretty decent. That's awesome. Uh, how many discs have you been turning out recently? It changes, you know. Like I'll have a day where I go go nuts and I'll knock out like twenty five, and uh-huh. then some days I'll do none. You know, like I always say to people like especially when they're going like if they starting to think about doing this full time is that listen be ready you're gonna have a thousand dollar day and a forty dollar week mm-hmm. you know like you know there's nothing glamorous about it feast or famine feast or famine and you know be ready for that wave and you know be try be a decent person in the interim mm-hmm. you know like that's not you know try but be you know but know that like it's gonna be there's going to be days where you're extremely motivated and some days where you're not. I try to do at least one a day uh, minimum. I don't have a covenant with myself, or but, it, you know, I try to mm-hmm. do that. But there's times where it's like, you know, I might not touch it for a week. Yeah. You know, it just it's what I have on my docket, my agenda and what bills do I have to pay? Yes. Do you like how do you motivate yourself or do you just have to be in a specific mood to Get your groove on. I like food. Yeah. I like to eat. So um, that's a good one. Um, And I, beyond that, you know, like it's, it's a mood, you know, like it's absolutely a mood. Um, uh, You know, I, I, I'll die grumpy or die sad or whatever, you know, like, but when I, like, there's that moment when I wake up, you know, and I were, you know, I'd go, my schedule is all over the place, but like sometimes I'll wake up early and I'll, I'll feel like super motivated. Just get that, get that out and knock it out. And, um, yes, it's before bed or those are the times for me. It's before bed or early in the morning, yeah. like middle of the day stuff. I feel like I hate it. <laughs> like, I, like I hate, like if I'm dying around noon, like I, I don't want to punch a, Like the whole point was to not punch a clock. Right. Yeah. So, like I do ultimately when the work needs to be done, but if I have my druthers, it's in the morning or right before bed. Right. Oh, um, so you've ended events, right? Yeah. Do you have any tips or tricks for people uh, that want to vend at events? Um, 
Yeah, talk to, figure out who's in charge, send them an email, let them know, get the skinny on that. Um, yeah, go through the proper channels. Um, I've, you know, like I've, I feel like I've tried a lot of different vending setups. My, I feel like I get the most attraction when I just have like a handful of tables out there and I just throw them on top. You know, like I've had boxes and rows and all of them neatly organized. They get, they get milled about and you know, they're hard, they're hard to keep track and you're going to be doing that and going, no, that's there. Yeah. And wasting your time <laughs> on what it's about. People are like, who's this lunatic? Like, <laughs> you know, like it's versus, you know, like they're just on the table. People go, well, oh, that's kind of cool. And that might pull them over. It might be overwash. You know, like I've had, I've had events where I've had more discs than I had any business even owning it at one point. Mm-hmm. And I've had discs where I've had just like 10 to 20 and like they, you know, where they've almost all gone, you know, so it's, it depends on what the event is, but it's better to be overprepared, but don't oversaturate whatever it is. I've, you know, like I've seen, you know, like people have a rack, get a rack. Like I need, that's something on my list. I need like a rack, mm-hmm. uh, just racks. Yes. Um, like a rack's nice, you know, just something, not, nothing crazy. Some to stand out a little bit, you know, give yourself a little, little pop. I like to, I like to bring my table when I can, you know, just cause it introduces a conversation and people go, Oh, this is, oh, wait, this is how you do that. Like, Oh, that's what that, like that. Oh, that's crazy. I'd never thought of it. You yeah. know, like it, it gives a little bit more credence. Cause if you look at it, some of them, you know, like if it's just like a, just like a single solid color, you go like, Oh, you know, like whatever. But mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, that's how we did that. That's kind of neat. Like it adds a little bit of intrigue to, yeah. And spice to bring people in and plus you know you get to have some cool conversations about it and that's how i you know i've yeah it's fun i did uh one of the things i'm most proud of recently like of any of the things i've ever done dying is uh there's a uh disc golf for a good friend of mine josh barnes uh had a motorcycle accident uh had a dramatic brain injury he was in a coma uh fighting right now and we're, we're thinking about you brother but uh, i was up at a tournament uh my good friend brandon ray watson out in sheboygan he runs the pickle open out there and he was kind enough to let me set up a table i did a you know i below my average rate of what i charge but i said you know just of like a quick hey you know in between rounds before rounds he flipped me 10 bucks five goes to the club five goes to the josh we raised 610 bucks something like that um just spinning out discs and you know, there's some extra discs from Mark Ayler as well that, you know, I, I still have your local. If you want to holler, I'll get those posted. But, right but yeah, uh, just doing, yeah, I'm all about taking care of those who take care of me. Yeah. So. No, um, that's a good motto and paying it forward too. Right. I, I, I did not do this to make money. <laughs> I don't, like, I don't think anybody, you know, like there's a handful of, of like, a handful of people who's like, I can skull fuck whatever dollar out of this bloated corpse of an activity. Um, <laughs> like that, it, that shit makes me sick. Yeah. I apologize for all the cursing, but like, those are the people that I think should go, uh, run in traffic. Yeah. Um, you are not going to make millions, uh, on this dying. No. It, if anything, it's a way to support the hobby. It's to support your hobby. Right. It supports your fix. Yeah. Um, and yeah exactly just it allows you to do what you like to do yeah and beyond that like i just want to make people happy you know make kids you know kids and Mm -hmm. you know see them light up you know like there's nothing like it makes me so happy to see my i send a disc to a buddy of mine and he'll be like he'll film the reaction of the opening of the box because his son jack will run and be like oh that's mine right like he's just (laughs) like oh wow you got me this like every single time like clockwork it's wonderful yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. That is very awesome. 
Is there anything else that you would like to talk about specific to this time? Don't be afraid to fail. Like everybody's, you know, trying to do their best, obviously. Uh, but you're not going to learn if you don't fail or if you don't try something new. So, you know, do something dumb. <laughs> do something dumb and reckless. It might be cool. <laughs> yes. Or you'll have a good story to tell. Right. Yeah. Like one time <laughs> I was with Ryan Miller and he's like, have you ever thought about just like, and this was like the, the subtle edge, like your friend, you're staring over a bridge looking at the cliff. And you're like, you know, like, I'm pretty sure there's enough water that we could jump. Right. Uh, and, and you do. Uh, thank you, Ryan, for this. It ended up being abysmal, but it was, it was a fun story. But like straight up, like imagine, you know, like I, I, don't, I don't DJ. So that might be part of it, too, is I, I don't have the cutting skills. To, you know, like, yeah. wow. But I try, imagined what my poor, like, uh, categories type mm-hmm. uh charades version of what i would think djing would be it looked like a nightmare but every single streak in color but it was, it was fun yeah. you know and now i know now i know it looks like dog shit but <laughs> i who knows it could have been awesome yeah that, that i mean that is a good theory or concept to try that i've never thought of right and then you could even run like whatever particular song like yo this is bone crusher never scared and this is some fleetwood mac like it's a mm. different different mm. vibe yeah totally <laughs> awesome all right so, I learned a lot about this dying and you, but we're going to get to know you a little bit more on a personal level. Oh, scary. Yes. So, the first section that we have is favorite faves. What is your favorite band or song? Favorite band or song. All that stuff changes all the time. I, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I always go back to Marauder. Okay. I love Marauder. They're a New York uh, hardcore band from the early 90s. Um First band to kind of mix like classic New York hardcore and death metal, um, and it's a shame there's a you know what we refer to as deathcore now because that's what this is. Like mm-hmm. this is it sounds like you know old old Sepultura mixed with Chrome Eggs. Like yeah. it's it's fun heavy stuff. I'm just trying uh, to think if I remember hearing it. Uh, Master Killer is the big one, or Life Is Pain. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That means nothing to me. I need to hear. Right. Something. Yeah. Um, it's, they're yeah. fun, but like they, they, for a while they became, and this is, goes for disc dyers too. Like take out influences other than other disc dyers because metal is insanely derivative and everyone that's cool, they're pulling influences from everywhere. They're going yeah. to classical music, to Jethro Tull, mm-hmm. to all that. Like I've seen that in an interview where like, that's what like Jorge, the singer of Marauder said, that's how they got their sound. And like everybody kind of has since probably 2005 has had to try to copy marauder a little bit or some element of marauder and it's all sounds roughly about and it's dope Mm -hmm. and it's cool but there's not like the edge of what made it in the first place and so like to if you're just copying off what that new spawn is it's just going to be a bad simulacra versus like something that is a uh paradigm shift yeah that makes sense yeah no and you know Again, that's a good analogy to disc dyeing is pull from other um, methods because I know like um, acrylic pouring, a lot of disc dyers, right. that type of stuff for really anything. Um, but yeah. Also, I feel like the 2000s were the heyday of metal. That's whatever when you're in your high school. Is that about right? Damn it. Look at that. Damn it. I mean, the, the argument could be made across. I mean, there people could be like, you know, Hawkwind. Like that. It's like, you know, and stuff like that. Like there's there's always going to be good stuff. There's always going to be trash. Yeah. But, you know, like I 
Like I'm, I'm an old that that Mexican OT that song Johnny Dang. Mm. It's really good. Kind of like I was like when I first heard it, I was like, this, you know, kind of reminds me of like Mike Jones, Paul Wall, and Paul Wall comes on the song, and it's fun. I again, I got a wide variety of a mix of music. I've been also listening to Carpenter Brood a lot too. The way I described it is like John Carpenter horror movies meets video games meets like step by step intro sitcom intro <laughs> like uh they're they they have a wide pool to pull from as well nice uh, and again many different influences create something pretty pretty cool and i know you mentioned it but you like to listen to music while you die uh sometimes i do sometimes i don't sometimes i throw on pro wrestling too that's another one mm. of the influences i pull on i love pro wrestling um uh it's some someone i was a kid you know yeah i, I enjoyed it. i thought kane was real like i thought i remember thinking kane was real like he nice. definitely came back from the dead and I uh, was coming for the undertaker had been scarred and survived. Like it was like straight up, you know, soap opera type stuff. And it's fun. You know, like uh, I'm a butcher of Werner Herzog quote, but it's like, this is like the fun, the truest form of art is pro wrestling. Yeah. Um, and it's fun. You know, whether you like the Japanese style or hardcore style or your, your uh, Hulk Hogan, you know, show, show, you know, quick fun match style mm-hmm. or, uh, or quick, uh, you know, cookie cutter. It's all fun, and there's a lot of, and just like with this guy, there's a lot of different means that these people express themselves in their art, mm-hmm. and it's you can you can back whoever you want, and it's fun, you know. But at the same time, they're all doing about the same stuff. Yeah, awesome. What is your favorite food? Because I know you like food. I do like food. I like sushi a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like if I I I used to think my litmus test for wealth was like I just wanted to have enough cords. <laughs> You know, like I just want enough cords that I don't have to worry about like going somewhere else and having to plug in somewhere yeah. for my laptop, phone, whatever. Like I can have one for each room, and I'm like, that is such a low goal. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I got, we crossed that threshold, and so it's it's to eat sushi, to comfortably eat sushi about once a week. If I could have it every day, that's feeling greedy. Um, <laughs> and plus, I'm not trying to get that ah uh, damn poisoning. Yeah. Uh where is your favorite place around here? Oh. That's a tough one. Like, I feel like uh, it, Kawa. Kawa is probably my favorite. Where's that? that? I've had. It's downtown. They have good ramen as well. Um, Hungry Sumo is okay. Uh, Fujiyama, is there. they've held it down, but their beef negamaki has been letting me down lately. I feel like they're, hit, they're hitting the mic. I'm getting some microwave mm. nonsense, which makes me sad, but it's like, it's nice. It's like some sort of like teriyaki ish sweet sauce with a little bit of like. Velveeta ish cheese and scallions wrapped in a nice piece of beef. Like, very good. Nice. Have you ever tried making your own? No. No? <laughs> no, no. I, I haven't tried sushi yet. I, I do make a decent ramen broth from scratch. And, uh, you know, I do noodles, stir fry, that kind of stuff. I just haven't got the tools yet. I, one of the things I asked for for Christmas, like, I've, I'm, I'm not a materialistic guy. You know, like, I, I don't want much. But the one thing I wanted, I got a book on dumplings. Some uh, instant dumpling powder and then one of those like wood steamer boxes. And I haven't touched it yet, you know, you know, out on the road a little bit. But that's my next project is I want to tackle making some like, you know, traditional like pork, you know, green onion, celery dumplings uh, or like sweet potato dumplings. Steamed and fried both. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds good. Yes. Now now I'm hungry. Damn it. Uh, What is your favorite drink? Drink. Um, if you look at the bottom of my cart, and this air is going to come to an end, like I just have an assemblage of loose drinks at, at all times, and it's usually some water, uh, like some kind of 
disgusting aspartame. <laughs> like I, I it's, again, I yeah, I, I love myself, but I hate myself. When I punish myself by drinking like Coke or Pepsi Zeros, yeah. Um, if we're going, if, if I'm okay, if I'm if I'm being complete serious, Sunkiss Zero is legitimately delicious. Okay. It, it's yeah. all the hit of Sunkiss. It's got orange soda with a light amount of caffeine. So like sometimes, like I, I'm a compulsive beverage drinker. Yeah. You know, like I need a beverage at all times. If I don't, like I get surly. Mm. And like so, I have water and like it's this Sunkiss. It's like 19 milligrams of caffeine, which is like half of your regular Coke mm-hmm. or Pepsi. So you're drinking two of those for each one. But you got a beverage going. You got that steady flow of caffeine. It's nice. So this question is kind of a wash because I know you have, but if you had to pick a pro disc golf player to play around with, who would it be and why? Or if you have, do you have a favorite that you've played with? Uh, there's two and it's entirely of who they are as human beings. Uh, I love, I love getting to play with Calvin Heimberg and Matteo. They're both stellar people. I'd love to get around in with Zach Melton. He's healing up right now. Shout out big dog. He'll get there. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, you know, they're just fun people, you know, like it's one of those, like, I don't know if you meet people and if you're not weird, like, you know, like you can treat them like a human being rather than, you mm-hmm. know, so what X, Y, and Z, whatever, Yeah, you know, you can call these people friends eventually. And it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Calvin, Calvin was really cool to play with. He's so cool, calm and collected. I mean, it was a casual round at Hammond Park, which is our like our val- the Valley View of Emporia. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, it wasn't anything crazy. We played, uh, I was throwing a bite. He was throwing, I think it was a Mercari, similar to like a Zephyr. I think I, I eked him out neg one to zero. So <laughs> technically I was the number one ranked disc golfer for like an <laughs> afternoon. You know, immediately lost it. The way I describe it is like I, I slap boxed up Floyd Mayweather and eked out a decision. Like, you know, like, like I saw like none of the tools he could use that makes him who he is. Mm-hmm. I was able to like go like, stop, <laughs> don't. And like just edge something out. Um, but it's not because I played well. It's because he was just an absolute sweetheart of a mm-hmm. human being. He remember my birthday and got me a cookie cake yeah he's a he's a good human matty o is he as the kids say he's him Mm -hmm. he's him uh he's exactly what you think he is and he's a sweetheart gem of a gem of a soul and somebody that i feel very fortunate to have met and will ride with until the day i die that's awesome yeah um they're just just from having fun uh you know just get to see like there's so many levels to this Mm -hmm. and you know, like every day that I think I'm King, you know, King shit doing whatever, there's somebody, there's a bigger fish out there that it's like their worst days are better than your best. And so that's again, with disc golf and disc dying, you're not needed. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, you need to get that into your head. Like no one needs you to be there. It is only if you want to do it and you want to have fun and you have fun doing it. So like, just know that have fun, don't have stress, don't stress out and just, you know, be silly. Um, uh, yeah, Matty O was sick. I'd love to get around in with Erica Stinchcomb as well. That would be one I would add to the list. Nice. She's an amazing woman. Um, she's had a lot of my dyes over the years in, in and out of her bag. We've a cool piece of history for at least me and Midwest iLabs is we've, we've sent the same box back and forth for like the past four or five years, you know, it's gotten made like, <laughs> I can't even count how many trips back and forth, but it was, I sent her a text and I was like, how's old girl doing? And she was like, I assume you're talking about the box. I was like, oh yeah, absolutely. Like, whoops. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Um, yeah. And she's like, it's, it's not in good shape. It's an old dysmenia box. And it is like 
held together by tape and a prayer at this point. Um, it made the last trip. She signed it. And so that's one of my favorite. That's that's going in my personal collection is that box. that has gone back and forth a lot. Um, she's you know, a good soul. And uh, I'd like to play around with her someday. Well, that's awesome. Um, everything, even the box. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's it's. It's beat as whatever old felon you got. Well, you know, you definitely got your use out of it, so. You're right, you know. <laughs> Run all the materials to the ground. Use up your old boxes if you end up shipping stuff. Use those as cardboard backers. Mm-hmm. If once they, I, I won't with that one, but, you know, I, if, if I have a, de- a box that I can't salvage, I'll cut it up, use it as a backer. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> We're going to keep that in there. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh-huh. What has been your favorite course and or hole that you've played so far? I got to ponder that question. I'm sorry, Dave. Um, That's fine. I'm just going to waft it in. Yeah, it's (laughs) there's not there's things to drink in and this isn't one of them. But my favorite whole course place. It's hard not to love my home course, my original home course in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Hole six. It's the downhill. It is the hill of Tut Hill. Um, and what makes it unique more than anything is how the branches hang and create like the true line is a right hand backhand any flex mm-hmm. that pans out and like it's such a unique long it's a long like it's, I don't know the exact distance I would guess it's over 500 downhill it plays as a, as a good mid-range shot like you really you know like throw some like a tersus out to the right on a hyzer flip and let it really drift and fall because it has that much time to go mm. but the the way that the hole forces you to shave that like the forehand's too tight like you're going to end up clipping the trees and be up high and in a nightmare spot up there on the left. Like you're, you're for, if you want to attack the two on it, like, which I don't believe I ever have. Like I've been, I'd been close a couple times when I was there. I, I guarantee if I was out there, I, I, I'd get it now. Mm-hmm. But like when I was, when I was starting, the best I could get was about 50 out and never sunk the putt. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I could get it today, but like it, it's a, it's a very cool hole. Um, there was a new one at that new Alpine Valley that like it, it, you, I like holes that, you, that you're presented with options, but there's kind of a right idea and how this one, it forced you through like playing a hyzer flip that stood up and then fades out. And then it goes up into a mouth. Like it was, mm. it was really, I like pretty more than anything else. Like I'm, I'm, if a course is pretty, I'd rather play that than a course that is like super technical or whatever. Like a good, you know, most people when they describe what course do I like, it's what's course plays to my strengths as a player. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. what if you talk to enough people, they go like, "Oh, you're clearly a power forehand guy. Like that's mm-hmm. the course you like, or you're you're a, you're a backhand touch player, whatever." Um, I think a good course has a mix of a mix of ways to attack it. With not necessarily a right answer, but some good plausible theses. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we're there to test. Yeah. Um, and if it's pretty, there's nature, there's trees, a nice still. But I love hole one at Silver Creek yes. too, in the winter. Like there's something magical about that hole. Mm-hmm. Every time I walk up, I get a little bit of goosebumps. Hole one Silver Creek would be a good answer too. Yeah. Silver Creek is uh, my favorite course in this area. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah, Alpine Valley, like I just stayed today, so maybe there's some recency bias. Um, but yeah, Silver Creek is one of my favorite courses I've ever played, probably in the top three, no question. Number one would be Blue Ribbon Pines. Preserve I was one I got to play the Black Bear layout. That's up there as well now. Um, 
you know, Goat Hill's okay, but that's I would wouldn't even put it in the top ten. You know, there, Wisconsin has a lot of good disc golf. Yeah, there's there's I man. I haven't played all the courses, and there's a shit ton. I haven't either. I've been here four <laughs> years, and they're like, "Have you been to this one yet?" And I'm like, "I haven't made." You know, like, yeah. "Dang, haven't made it to that one yet." And they're like, "Well, that's one of the gems." It's like, "All right, yeah. now it's now new road trips planned." And uh, Big Brother out there, Big Brother's really cool out in Sparta, Justin Trails. Hmm. Never heard of it. <sighs> yeah, this is one to put on the list. It's a got, there's a really cute bed and breakfast there. There's kind of an easier course, and then there's a monster of a course. I threw a heater of a round that was like a it was like a neg four out oh. there. My first time sight unseen, eagle the hole out there. It, I felt like I at the time it was the round of my absolute life. Mm-hmm. And make four may not even be that great, but for me, it felt like I was on top of the world that day. Awesome. All right. Well, we got to know Max a little bit more on a personal level, besides all the disc dying. Um, I've learned a lot, and I, again, greatly appreciate you coming out to this little podcast here and suffering through all the power outages and all the heat. Um, but yeah, where can people find you and your work at? You can find uh, my player profile at Max Disc Golf. Uh, pretty simple. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, sadly. Grown ass man on TikTok. <laughs> but, you know. Too old for this. I, I, I'm too bold for all of it, man. All the social media <laughs> stuff. Like, unfortunately, like if it wasn't for this is how I've chosen to make my bones, I don't think yeah. I would be on it at all. But it does make a good, you know, good to coordinate disc golf rounds and like know what grab, like where the open, when's the open mat, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, so that, I'll keep it for now. Um, and you can find me on Max Disc Golf or at Midwest Die Labs. You can check out the Dynamic Disc Auction page. I have discs up there occasionally as well that I've died for them that they uh, auction on the Dynamic Disc Dynamic Disc Golf Auction page on Facebook. Yes, that's a mouthful. Yeah. Um, and Max will also be raffling off two discs? Two discs, so yeah. If you want to explain a little bit more about that. Yeah, so uh, it's a little bit different, and I appreciate uh, the opportunity to do yeah. so. Uh, there's uh, two Joshes from our community. They've each had tributic brain injuries and comas. The, the second Josh was another hit. They're two people that I absolutely love, and uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to donate 100% of the proceeds uh, after whatever it takes to ship directly to the families. Uh, I'm just going to go whatever the amount is uh, between both this, just cut it in half. And one goes to Josh Davies, one goes to Josh Barnes. We're thinking about you both brothers. We need your laughs on the course again. Yes. So if you want to help support them, uh, you can head to the dyersguild.co slash raffle to get entered today. Um, again, 100% of the proceeds will go to help them and their families to... Uh, yeah, just help them out. Uh, the raffle will go live when this podcast is released, and it'll be live for two weeks. So, yeah, um, definitely go check that out. You have the chance to win one of your amazing die discs. Right. I'm doing a tournament blank canvas sword that I just <coughs> Woo. tournament blank canvas sword that I did a little something funky on, and then the Supreme Emac Truth that I showed earlier on the podcast. Gotcha. And um, do you want to have two winners or one winner? Uh, let's do two winners all you know you know just to encourage people to, to, to throw it out there or you know yeah what do you think what do you think would be best yeah we'll, we'll have two winners two winners we're deciding it live now yeah <laughs> I, you know again i do everything by the seat of my pants you and go. you know again i'll keep running until i find that weapon yes <laughs> so you have a greater chance of winning the awesome disc as well as supporting a great cause so max thank you for coming on you can do this as a appreciate you brother yes. yeah what happens when you make a mess you clean it up <laughs> a little vacuum cleaner <laughs>
Nice. All right. Uh, thanks again for being on. Until next time, guys, we'll talk to you later. Bye.